All right, people, welcome back to the Village A podcast. Uh, this is going to be lap nine of our season. Um, we got a champion this week, baby. Um, we got a lot to get into with that. Uh, just going to talk about the Japanese Grand Prix as a whole, kind of what happens, um, all the drama involved. We got some hot takes. I know you got a couple hot takes, um, but that was uh, not the best race. Um, I thought it was going to be a spa repeat. Uh, what do you think of the start? Um, well, I thought the first lap was absolute carnage. I thought immediately I was like, everybody fucked up. Why are we not on full wets? What is the deal? Yeah, everyone was scared okay. of full wets, bro. And then, it was weird. Uh, you know, as the ensuing cast was like, I was like, there's no way we get one full lap. There's no way. And then, I was surprised everybody... we did. I was surprised we got around the first corner. Yeah. And then um, I guess they proved me right because uh, we'll talk about what happened with Carlos. I mean, yeah, Carlos, I mean, nothing he could really do. He spun. Um, it was just, it looked like a standard crash. Um, Gasly had two little incidents with this, with this stunt, with this shunt. Um, so Carlos crashed in the wall and he put <coughs> the Rolex sign out into the, out into the road. Right. Mm-hmm. So couple cars it almost hit lewis like i don't know if you saw how close it got to lewis but man he almost got tagged by that metal thing. it's metal it's metal too right which was crazy i thought it was wood dude it was metal it bent up and i was like i couldn't freaking believe that so that's kind of scary one so it almost hit lewis and then it ended up collecting gasly and that was first of all that was kind of funny it was like gasly was screaming on the radio i can't see shit like i ran this thing over i can't see in front of me and everyone was kind of chuckling like ha huh, he can't like he's gonna have to work his way back to the pit and that was pretty standard, like red flag, red flag. Everything went out like normal, right? And Gasly goes into the pits and comes out at full speeds for some reason. I don't know if you saw that. Like he yeah, came out, he was, he was moving, trying to catch the back of the pack. I'm assuming, um, but for some reason they didn't tell him it was a red flag. And I mean, there was just a whole bunch of failures by the FAA right here. Um, Gasly came around at pretty much full speed and there was a fucking tractor on the road picking up carlos's car and that was fucking scary in those conditions that was fucking scary uh yeah have you seen the i'm sure you've seen the onboard where you see how bright the rain lights on the formula one cars are yeah they're good the headlights of that tractor were nowhere near bright enough yeah you could barely see it till it was it was almost too late yeah, it, it you couldn't you couldn't see it until it was too late. I would say, and luckily Gasly was on the right line, um, but they and he didn't like over the radio. He didn't know until after he passed it that there was a red flag. I mean, there was a the flashing light on the track that he clearly didn't see, and the and the light on the steering wheel which he clearly didn't see. But Team Radio didn't fucking say anything until after he passed the tractor, and right after he passed it, they go red flag, red flag, and he goes. Yeah, are you fucking serious? Like, what is the tractor doing out here? And that's, dude, that was scary. Every single time the replay went through uh, from, like, the cockpit view or just above, dude, you couldn't see a damn thing. So, and that was the last, I mean, the last time we had an incident, uh, uh, the last time we lost an F1 driver, bro, that was the exact same conditions, the exact same way. I mean, Jules Mm -hmm. Jules Bianchi in 2014 at Japan, crashed into a fucking tractor take, taking another car off track um, because there was a green flag. In that situation, there was a green flag 
while there's still a tractor on track, which is unacceptable. They changed the rules. No, no that's that. Um, a lot of people don't remember that Jules Bianchi. Um, they were actually under the. He was behind the safety car. Yeah, he was. Yeah, correct. He was behind the safety car, but they were going much like they changed the rules to the speed of the safety car. He was still, he was still moving when they went into that thing. Um, well, he just he just hit a puddle and lost control. Yeah, and so I mean, it's the exact same situation. And uh, there's a tractor on track while car while there's cars out there at speed, which is crazy. So <laughs> that was pretty unacceptable. Gasly knew it was unacceptable. I mean, I've never seen Gasly was fucking pissed when he got back to when he got back to pit, and rightfully so. If I remember correctly, Jules. No, it's Charles. Charles. Jules was Charles' best friend. I was wrong. Then. Yeah. Um, and dude, it's just like even Lando, Lando, when they, when they stopped the race, when they had the red flag after the race or in the middle of the race, I should say, uh, Lando is, he tweeted like, he tweeted, what the fuck? Like, that's completely unacceptable. How can we let that happen after 2014? And it's, I mean, he's right. Everyone, everyone (laughs) noticed it. Everyone saw it. And that's just a, a glaring mistake from the FIA. And it's fucking crazy. And they, I don't know if you saw this too. Gasly got fucking penalized. I mean. He yeah. deserved. He deserved to get penalized. He was clearly speeding during a red flag, but they released a statement on Asley's incident, and they only cited his speeding during the red flag, but didn't say anything about the tractor being on track. Sorry, taking a sip of beer. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, absolutely. They didn't say anything about that as well, and the fact that the tractor could have waited. Yeah. Until all the cars were at least, you know, in a safe part of the track or heading into the pit lane. It was a red flag. There was no need. There was no need to rush. Rush getting the track out there. A hundred percent. And I don't know who said it, if it was Jensen or um, or Martin Brundle said it uh, when they're interviewing someone. They're like, I, we don't know if it's a language barrier or something. And that's just a bullshit excuse that I mean, you're the fucking you're the fucking Formula One, you're the FIA. You have to have someone in place that knows every single fucking language that every single track that you go to. There's no, there's no language barrier. That's a bullshit excuse that they just pulled out, and they're just they're right now they're grasping, I think, because they know how bad they fucked up. So, do you think they're going to blame all of this on Alpha Tauri for not telling him? Well, dude, let's uh, let me tell you the penalty that Gasly received. He was given a 20 second time penalty during the race. He received two two penalty points on his uh, FIA formula license, and for speeding for speeding under the red flag. So I don't really know the two points on his license. I don't know how that affects him. I'm assuming it's pretty big in that in for him. Yeah. Um, so if you if you if you get more than twelve, um, you get license. No, you don't lose it. You get suspended, and if you get like fourteen, I'll have to double check. But okay. then you're like, lose your super license, and you have to reapply. Yeah, so I mean that's a, a must be it's a very big thing for him and to receive a twenty second time penalty too, but that the the entire release had nothing. It was all to do with passing the 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 crane on track, but they never they never stated why the crane was on track. They haven't released any sort of statement. I'm assuming all of the team principals and drivers are going to be asking uh, the FIA like, "What the fuck was that?" So I'm assuming yeah. they're going to have to make a statement at some point. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that there's no reason, even in like a full a four a full course yellow or a safety car, even in not those conditions. <laughs> yeah, it, that that that, that yeah, on a perfectly clear, as we say, VFR day. Fucking, they were driving the, IFR. That's your, 
That's a, <laughs> dude, that's the best way. That's honestly the best way to put it. Yeah. Everyone behind Max, they were driving <laughs> IFR. And dude, tell people what that really means. Like, you're driving blind, right? Yeah. So in, in aviation, we call we call when you're flying in the clouds or flying in low fog or flying in mist like that. Uh, we call it IMC, which is instrument meteorological conditions, which means that you're flying with sole reference to your instruments and not looking outside. Basically, you got no no eyeballs, basically. Yeah, you got no outside visual reference. (laughs) Yeah, you're just looking. Yeah, that's that's how these drivers are driving. So, yeah, it's in those conditions. I mean, even on a bright VFR, like clear bluebird day, as we call it here in Colorado, that was still the wrong move to have that tractor out on track. Yeah, I was thinking the the tractor shouldn't come out, like, on say on a safety car. The tractor shouldn't be there unless all the cars are already queued up behind the safety car. Yes. Not they shouldn't be out there when everyone's still trying to catch the safety car. Exactly. And dude, that that was just that was one of the worst fuck ups I've seen in my five to seven years watching Formula One. I mean, I was I joined I started watching like right right when right when Jules Bianchi passed, and so I'm not I watched it afterwards. I didn't watch the race live, um, but that was right when I was starting to get into F1, and I was like, that's fucking that's un, unacceptable, and for it to happen. Six years later, eight years later, I'm sorry, eight years later, that's unacceptable. So it's I just, mean, could you imagine if Pierre was half a car to the right or to the been, left? He would have been killed. Yeah. 100%. And dude, it was, it must have been scary for Carlos too, right? When he got, when he was sitting in the cockpit as fucking cars were flying by him, nobody knew he was there. I mean, I couldn't believe another car didn't tap him when he was sitting on the side of the track. I mean, no visibility. They they said it when they parked it. No visibility, and that led to a fucking what is that? Like a two hour delay ish. Yeah, it was long. And that brings me here. I want to apologize to everyone in the UK and to Europe. You guys can have your fucking time zone back. Like that sucked. That that was brutal for us, bro. <laughs> I want my I want my five six a.m. back. I'm fine waking up early. I work I work early. I'm good with that. I that sucked staying up late for me, dude. I mean, let's race started eleven fired up ready to go and then it was like the rain was a, like a cold shower and i had to stop on it bro we we watched two laps and then a two hour delay me and my buddies were watching it we all we waited as long as we fucking could and then we all were like dude i'm going home to sit in my bed and watch this shit i mean that was a tough tough one to watch i watched it all the way to the end i was dying i was my, i was i was very unfocused i was watching it and dude, I honestly I had to rewatch it the next morning to make sure I saw everything correctly because it got crazy towards the end once we actually got a Grand Prix, which I will yeah. say I didn't think we were gonna get a Grand Prix. I mean that was, I I was very pessimistic just like all the team principals. Yeah, I did not think we were going off, but I I even texted you and I was and you were like, wait, we're going, we're going, we're going, and no, dude, everyone, I texted trying to call my <laughs> friends, we're going, nobody was ready for it, and. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to apologize to everyone there. You guys can have your fucking times that back. That sucked. Give me, give me my normal times. <laughs> I liked it, but my circumstance made it really difficult because <laughs> you were driving I, back and forth from Dallas to Austin to Dallas <laughs> to fucking Colorado to yeah. We were all over the map tomorrow, yesterday, bro, and today. Yeah, it was tough. So I apologize if if some of the stuff is my first time hearing it. I've had a. That's good. He's got just as many questions as I'm sure. Half the people listening right now do. I mean, uh, it was very weird scenario how the race kind of went went on. Fucking Crofty was wrong the whole goddamn time. Yeah, we need to talk about that. 
the so, misreport. But yeah, we'll we'll get into sort of the race. There was only a half hour of driving, pretty much, um, which was fine. I'm happy the Japanese people got their Grand Prix. They stuck it out like savages out there. So I'm gonna give those people credit right now. I don't yeah, know if you dude. They were hard as fuck, ready to do. They were ready to fight it out to the death, man. <laughs> they were getting yeah, they were, that Grand Prix. They were standing out there in the rain, just chanting and dude, clapping. It was unbelievable. There, you would not have gotten that here in, here in like Miami, bro. Those motherfuckers would have gone home. Like, yeah, we're done. You're done. We're not having this thing. They were ready to go, man. I was yeah down cool. down here in Austin. Happy. They would have been like, <laughs> no, we're going to fucking Waterburger. Peace. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see you later, guys. <laughs> so that was cool. I'm happy we got a Grand Prix. But so it was only about a half an hour. There was a couple really, really good battles out there that honestly, <laughs> the coverage really didn't show. Coverage was kind of focused on Charles and uh, Checo. But there was a ton of really good battles out there. Fernando and Seb battling it out. Ocon was battling it out too. I mean, yeah, Ocon holding up Hamilton. Yeah, I mean that was that was one of the best battles of the entire race, and we only saw it two or three times. In the me of the the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix where. Uh... Alonzo battled Hamilton. Yes. Dude, I mean, it was it was great to see those battles, and we only got those a couple times. Seb and Fernando, right at the end, there's they fucking had a drag race all the way to the end. Seb won by .011, so 11 thousandths of a second, uh, or 11 hundredths of a second, Seb won by on Fernando. So that was really cool to see two world champions battling it out right at the end. And, dude, the Japanese people love... Sebastian Vettel can you tell me can you tell me why <laughs> my friends are asking me too and I'm I told him Seb just loves Japan he loves the culture every time he goes he's got good stuff to say and they latch on to him like if they have any if they have anything good to say about their town their city their culture they are instant instant fans and it was it was kind of weird he, there were more fans for Seb out there than Yuki I thought so can you tell me why you think Seb is such a phenom over in Japan? I think it's just because Seb is so internationally well-liked. Uh, and Japanese people tend to be very loyal to people who they respect. Very true. Very true. If the guys like well-liked all around in every in every cultures and every world, that's someone that they can get behind. Like, all right, we know this guy's not going to fuck us and make a bad name for us liking him. So, And they, they picked a good guy because Seb is – He's my guy. Seb's my favorite driver. He's the fucking man. Uh, I yeah, I was loving all the all the people loving loving Seb out there. It was great. I was also surprised by all the Ferrari fans in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah. There was a lot of red, which is cool. I mean, you see a lot of red everywhere, but yeah, it's Ferrari's probably the most well well traveled team. Uh, They have the most transplants, I'm sure. The most fans all around the world. Um, Just they're the most well known. But they have, they the have most a lot pit lane debauchery. What's that? They have the most pit lane debauchery. They definitely have the most pit lane debauchery. They have the most debauchery regardless, which we will get into right now. That's a perfect transition, <laughs> Nick. If I mean shit, if if Carlos or not Carlos, I'm sorry, if Leclerc, he's probably saying, shit, if they're not gonna fuck me in the pit lane, I'll do it myself, I guess. Shit, I'll <laughs> fuck myself. And that's what he fucking did, bro. I mean, he was defending like he was defending so good on Perez for so long. I thought Perez was going to get it. There was a couple corners. There was a like, couple. Oh. Dude, I mean, it was a great drive. That was honestly, I mean, they were showing that battle the most, and it was probably the most entertaining battle, especially for, for the re- for the most reasons, too. But he was defending in the last fucking corner, bro. The last corner, he goes off. For Checo, because I was. <laughs> What's that? Were you, I was I was literally standing up cheering for Checo. Like, get him, dude. Oh, 
gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Dude, I'm, I'll be honest. I was rooting for him too. I'm sorry to my buddy Sean. He's gonna be listening. I'm sorry. I'm I was rooting for it. That was it was gonna happen. I thought I thought it was gonna happen for three laps before. It was a great battle. And honestly, Perez pushed him too hard. It was he deserved that pass because he gave him yeah. so much pressure. Right. The turn before he came right inside on him forced Leclerc on the outside, made him give him a drag race. And he honestly, he was pushing him too hard and it forced a mistake, which was great to see actual real racing was just the forced mistake and caused him to go off. And he deserved that second place. That's, that's just how, how it came down to it for me. Yeah, no, he for sure deserved it. And if anyone, and, and that gay, I mean, right there, it gives it, Leads us into Max winning his second world title. Max Verstappen, two-time champion. Because, so, a lot of the time during the race, I'm sure you have a ton of questions, right? Hit me with your question real quick. How did it happen? Is that... I was just concerned, but I don't know, because what Crofty was leading everybody to think was that this race is going to only be points, and so he's not going to make enough points to win it. Right. So, yeah, during, during the entire race, Crofty and everyone on coverage, they had their their little map up with 5% of the race, 25%, 50%, 75%, and all the point scales, what it'll complete, right? They were fucking wrong the whole time. <laughs> they were just wrong. They just didn't read the rule book, Nick. They were wrong. <laughs> and nobody, the whole Grand Prix, they had an extra two hours for someone to say something, too. Exactly. That's that's what's crazy <laughs> to me. When, like, honestly, I didn't really think about that. They they The whole time they were talking about during the rain delay, Here's what's going to happen if we don't finish the race, blah, blah, blah. And they were just wrong, dude. Everyone <laughs> so, was just like, yeah, that sounds like it's a rule. Like, sure. <laughs> dude, you'll see after the race, too, if you're looking, the, the red, there's one Red Bull engineer and one Mercedes engineer that stay behind that don't go to see the drivers after the race and give them hugs and do the whole celebration. There's one guy from Red Bull that's sitting there fucking reading line by line by line by line reading so in, like he's his face is one inch away from the paper like <laughs> i'm getting this goddamn right and dude he knew first like oh buddy we won this fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> so the rules state if the race is resumed after a red flag full points will be awarded for the de- for the 10 drivers if the race is completed under the checkered flag and the checkered flag was moved to the time limit right so the checker they moved to the time so there's no race ending as of laps wise the race ending was the time so that is considered the checkered flag so technically it was still 100 percent distance exactly exactly nick so according to everything so they the whole time they didn't know that this this was going to go the whole distance because they already started which honestly was probably the right move to, to to do it like that so they started and they finished this race and that gives Verstappen 25, Perez 18, and Leclerc 15. Verstappen only needed eight to secure the win. And there you go, buddy. Max Verstappen is now a world champion. That's so shitty that he won it. Like Again, again, this dude, can we get one, one world championship for Max that isn't one in a weird fucking... Wait, what? <laughs> How do we do that? Wait, I mean, that guy, you can't catch Like, there's break. no... Like, there's no like, you know, he comes in, they hand him the Belgian flag, and he goes out and does a bunch of donuts because they just put it in the bag, you know what I mean? No, it's always like some engineer sitting in the garage after the race, like, hey guys, <laughs> they, we look at you guys take a look at this. They asked him, they asked him who who told you? Like, how did you find out? And he's like, 
Uh, I think it was Tom from the FIA told me. And it's like, who the fuck is Tom, bro? Like, he doesn't care about you. Like, that sucks. <laughs> hey, we should, we had the, we could have had the radio from Christian. Like, congratulations, Max. I uh, know. There's no, exactly. There's, there's no big moment. You've done it, Max. You're a two-time world champ. There's no big moment. Like, like there was last year, even though last year was controversy. Dude, it's this kid cannot catch a break. I mean, he's deserving <laughs> these championships. I'm going to say he deserves them. I mean, he won by 28 seconds today. So, if anything, that drive right there should give him enough points to win. So, if you're like, and still like, I don't know why it shouldn't have been full points, kid won by 28 seconds in a 28 <laughs> in a 28 minute race. I mean, Jesus Christ, they has flying. So, if anything, <laughs> he deserved it for that drive. But yeah, the whole race, and it was just, dude, I don't know if you were, if you turned it off right after the, the race finished or what. So the penalties they didn't really know about until after the race. Leclerc, or I'm sorry, Max is getting interviewed. He knows he won the Japanese Grand Prix, right? Mm-hmm. So he's getting interviewed, and they're like, "All right, Max, you've won. You don't have enough points. This is the whole thing." And he's like, "All right, cool. Uh, we'll do it in Austin. Sweet." They start <laughs> they start interviewing Perez. I'm not sure why they interviewed Perez second because they still thought he was third. So I, think he was just standing, I think he was just standing next to Max at the time, so they just interviewed him next, right? In the middle of in the middle of Checo's interview, they stop him and they're like, "Hold on a second. And they push him out of the way. They literally <laughs> physically push my guy out of the way. And they bring back they bring, and Leclerc's like, "What the fuck is happening?" They bring Max back and they're like, "All right, Max, it looks like you have won the world title." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, and they they just try to explain it while they're interviewing, like, so it turns out Leclerc got a five second penalty on the final corner and he's now in third and that does give you enough points. And he's like, okay, he's not really celebrating too much. He's still a little, he's still <laughs> clearly very confused. like, I'm not saying shit until someone like really like someone actually tells me the big banner behind him screaming max for step in due time. And his team screaming and he's still a little confused, a little reserved. Okay. They go back into the cool down room and he's talking to Checo. And he's like, bro, I don't, I don't really know. There's people telling me, yes, people telling me, no, I don't really know if I've won. And the funniest part about this, I thought, someone from the FIA comes in. I don't know if it was Tom or whoever it was. He comes in. They're like, bro, you need to go in this room over here. And they push him into this one little, probably like eight by eight little room by himself. And he's got a fucking, a giant, like, swathe throne. And a big (laughs) thing on the wall, it says world champion. And they're like, you need to sit in here. And he goes, okay. And he goes and sits in the room, sits on this throne, this red throne. It's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And he's sitting there for 20 seconds or something. And he gets up, he goes, all right, I'm fucking lonely. And he goes back out to hang out with Checo and Leclerc. (laughs) I mean, it was the most awkward thing. And at this point, he's like, all right, I think I've won. Like, I think I'm good. They just put me on a fucking throne. I think I'm. I think I'm good, but dude, it was so. He literally stands up and goes, "I'm fucking lonely," and he walks back out to hang out with his friends. It was like that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Why did they put that weird throne in a room by himself? It was like a cubicle size, dude. It was so fucking funny. I couldn't believe it. No, I was. I'm so glad you told that story. Uh, you told it really well. Um, because I actually had to turn the race off and get on the road right after I got done watching. And dude, that's honestly what a ton of people, a ton of people did, especially my friends down here. I mean, the incident with Leclerc going off, it didn't look that insane on coverage because they got the camera angle wrong and they didn't get the cameras back until he was back on track. So everyone was like, oh, that was weird. Did he go off? Did he not? 
And and they in the whole entire race, they're like, Max is not going to win this race. Max is not going to win the world title. I mean, Max is not going to win the world title. The whole race. So as soon as Max crossed the checkered line, we had 30 seconds until these other guys cross. All my friends were like, all right, it's, I mean, glad we got a race. Let's fucking go to sleep and catch a recap in the morning or kind of see what happened um, if there was uh, a penalty. Because even with a penalty, with not full points, Leclerc or Max still wouldn't have won with Perez. So a ton of people were like, all right, race is over. Call it. But that's kind of right when all this shit went down. So I'm glad I'm glad a ton of, I'm glad if you're listening, um, you got a decent recap uh, of kind of how and what happened to Max's second victory. Yet another wild finish for our guy in the Netherlands. Do we have a picture of Max sitting on, or on, on the throne? Dude, I guarantee you I can find one because it is I will send it to you because I'll post it on I'll post it on our Instagram too. Um, I'm going to go that, back and watch that. But dude, that is something <laughs> that people Yeah, go back and watch it because that is something I vote that we make, make that picture our fucking uh profile. Our vote. profile. I can do dude, I can make that promise to you, Nick. We need this we can put King Max on a fucking suede throne as our profile picture for the next couple months until we start a new season because that that picture is going to live forever because i was i was literally cackling it was 3 34 o'clock in the morning and i was cackling watching this like how who told him to go in there by himself like nope 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 you can't <laughs> hang out with your friends go sit down in a corner on your throne mr <laughs> king like that is your job and he for 20 seconds he was like all right i can do that I was like, all right maybe not this fucking sucks all right i'm done i'm done guys <laughs> i'm fucking bored <laughs> <laughs> didn't that let his friends go in there with him no, nope. Like, cause they had, they had like, a, it was a cooler and so they had the three little podium things to set their mm-hmm. water down and for all of them to hang out. But they only had two of them and they had fucking Max's fucking thrown in a whole separate little cubicle. Oh, dude, you got, you'll, I'm going to tell you, you got to rewatch that little, just go skip all the way to the end of the race. And it was amazing. No, I'm going to watch the full race again before I go to bed tonight. You should. It was honestly, I mean, there's only a half hour of, of driving. Uh, once yeah, I'll probably started. skip most of the red flag. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you can watch the first two laps and then skip to like 30, 30 minutes left on the time, 30 ish minutes left on the timer, and you'll get actually a very competitive and very compelling Grand Prix. I thought it was actually a really good race under wet conditions, um, especially because they fucking brought out the wet tires finally. They, the red flag, the red flag in, and they actually used wet fucking tires, Nick. I don't know why they're using, well, they, have to. They, were, they were using intermediates at the start when it was even worse conditions. What did they thought? Like, the, rule is, the rule is if they red flag the race for rain. They when have it restarts, start on the full wets. And dude, it was the right tire. I mean, they they talked to the Pirelli guy. The Pirelli guy said the spray would be three times worse on the wet tire, which is like, that's fucking insane because the spray at the start of the race was, it looked like a fucking, like a jet boat in a like jet boat drag racing. That's the kind of rooster tail these cars were thrown off. And they were mm-hmm. saying that the spray would be three times worse. So obviously cars were like, no, we're not fucking using the wet tire. But it didn't look that much worse when we all went back out. Mick Schumacher, I want to talk about Mick, my guy Mick a little bit. When the race restarted, everyone was on wets. Okay. After probably five or so laps, the track actually, they were the wet tires really do a good job of clearing the track. So these guys all start pitting for injuries, right? Mick Schumacher is the one, the one guy that's like, no, no, no. We fuck this. We can stay on wets the whole time. We can stand and just hope for hope for a safety car, right? I mean, it was the right call to hope for like in his position. <laughs> To hope for a safety car. My guy was up to P1. To P1 <laughs> for, for half a lap until Max caught him again. But he was running P3 for like three laps. 
And then <laughs> Lewis caught him and it was like, oh shit, oh shit. He, oh shit. Because everyone's like, the, the wet might be the right tire still. The wet might be good. And he just slowly started to tick, 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 ticking down. I was like, no, fuck, it wasn't the right call. But dude, in those conditions to, to bank on a safety, because if there would have been a safety car, there could have been another <laughs> red flag. And Mick Schumacher podium finish would have been the shock of the century. Dude. We would have this would have been a two hour pod. This would have been a six hour pod, dude. I would have <laughs> this would have been I some I would have called Mick Schumacher and demanded he come on the pod. Like this is our guy. Like I rooted for you the whole time. So that was just awesome to see his name at the top, even though I knew <laughs> I, in my heart of hearts, I was like, this isn't going to fucking work. This isn't going to fucking work, but I wanted it to. Yeah, especially when you got the, all the big dogs scheming through on inners. Like, yeah, exactly. You're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> as soon as they got an inners, he had like a half a lap, maybe two, maybe a full lap. And it's like, all right, maybe not the right call. And they're like, let's stick it out, Mick. There's going to be a yellow. There's going to be it. And it just didn't happen. But Good call. I want to shout out Mick. That was fucking. That was cool to see. So while that was happening, while all the big dogs were catching um, Mick, did you see who was actually setting fastest laps? No, who was it? Lando. Was it? Re- he was actually setting fat. He was, dude. I saw a couple purple sectors that he was setting really good times because there was no traffic really around him. He was getting pretty clean air. I thought. I would say arguably like what we saw him do at Spa before he parked it in the barrier at the top of on Rouge. Um, he's probably one of the best wet weather drivers in the. Yeah. I, I actually, I very much agree with that. Lando can fucking drive in the wet. He knows the car. He knows how to, how the car reacts. He's very hot headed still. I think in that car, that's why he lost that initial race in the wet. He was like, no, I can fucking do it. But I think he can really drive in the wet when he's got the conditions and everything is good. I mean, he was what P P 10 this race. He ten, but I mean, not bad. Latifi somehow fucking snuck his ass into P nine. I don't know yeah. how that. I don't know how that happened. Um, and then Latifi? what's that? I'm surprised Latifi got a point. I'm just yeah, that surprised. was that was kind of crazy. But all in all, it was a really good race. I thought Seven Fernando had a great battle at the end. So that was really cool for the fans. I'm sure they had a drag race right at the end. Um. But all in all, dude, we got a world, we got a champion of the world this week uh, in Formula One, two-time champion, actually. What do you think I about think, what do you think about two-time champion Max Verstappen? Tell me what your thoughts are on Max Verstappen. Yeah, what well, he, two-time? He's a two-time champion now. What do you, you got any got any thoughts on him being one of considered probably one of the greats now? I mean, can't say I'm surprised. I mean, yeah. I when he first came to Red Bull, that dude was special. His first, his first race was actually in Japan in 2014. He raced for his first time ever in a Formula One car. He raced FP1 for Red Bull at the Japanese Grand Prix in 2014. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's really cool for him to win it at the same track he started at. That's got to be fucking awesome. Yeah, he's been, since the beginning, he's been very talented. Has Honda released any statements confirming their involvement in Red Bull still? <laughs> I don't know, but they're so involved, it's not even funny. <laughs> they had, dude, they, the Honda guy was up there celebrating more than Max was. <laughs> I mean, that was... That's, so that's cool. That was a great championship for them to win. I mean, Honda didn't get to really celebrate last year's, huh? I mean, they've been, they were locked down in COVID still. They didn't have a race last year. So that was good for that Honda guy. He looked, he looked like the happiest motherfucker in the world right there. 
Yeah. No, it was it was incredible to watch. Um, so I got I do got a couple little things on Max becoming a two time world champion. He joined some pretty elite company. Throw it on me. So we got a list here. So of the two time Formula One world champions, we have Mika Hakkinen. Mika Hakkinen. Let's go, Mika. One of my greatest of all times. Emerson Fittipaldi. Fittipaldi. Alberto Acari. Okay. Okay. Graham Hill. My guy. Jim Clark. Fernando Alonso and Max Verstappen. Wow. Yeah. I was I was actually very surprised by a couple of those names. Like, I mean, he's up there with Fernando, Mika, Emerson Fittipaldi. I mean, those are some big fucking names, some mm-hmm. big names in this sport. I mean, even I mean Jim Clark. Yeah, I even Graham Hill. I all, all those motherfuckers, dude. Graham Hill, uh, Alberto, dude, all those motherfuckers are I, I, very... is it is it Sir Jim Clark? Ooh, let me see. Actually, I'll look that up real quick. But I mean, those are some big fucking names. Ooh, it is. I don't think it is Sir Jim Clark. His Wikipedia page just says Jim Clark Jr. Or is it Sir Graham Hill? Ooh, let me check that one out too. I, I feel don't like know. one of those guys. Graham Hill. His Wikipedia page says Norman Graham Hill. Unfortunately, it is only Sir Lewis Hamilton and um, Sir, what's his name? Jensen. <clears throat> Not Jensen. Fucking. We talked about this on Earth, bro. Uh, I know. Yeah, I can't remember his fucking name right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, one's going to hurt. I'll find it. I'll find uh, it. one's going to hurt people. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're sorry. Um, but keep it going with Max. Dude, that was his 12th rent win in 18 races. It's Sir Jackie Stewart. That's fuck me. God, the good Sterling that's, Moss and Jack Brabham. Okay, that's good. That. Good for the brand, right there, Nick. That is good for the brand. I remember Jackie Stewart as the Wikipedia page was loading. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for the. That's good for the brand that you can't. Uh, you pulled that one from your memory. Good. <laughs> good job. <dude. laughs> your tired ass brain pulled that one from the clouds. Yeah, I feel like if I wasn't as exhausted, I would have got that first try. We're just gonna say that. <laughs> hey, man, that makes for good content. Dude, speaking of which, I want to say Graham Hill. That, I'm looking at his fucking page. That motherfucker is good looking. He's got the slick back and a mustache. I mean, my guy. I mean, what do I look like, Nick? I look like fucking Graham Hill right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, dude, so Max joined some big company. 12 wins in 18 races after two do not did not finishes in the first three races. You got to remember, they started like shit for Red Bull. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a. Uh, it, it didn't look like they were going to be able to run away from it. And Ferrari looked like they were going to have a chance. Exactly. I mean, they looked like they were going to run away with it more at the beginning than Red Bull did. I mean, two back. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was back to back. I think they had a, a do not finish and then a win and then another did not finish from Max. And so it was looking like a very unreliable car. All my friends were texting me, "Is this going to be? Is this going to be how it's going to go the whole season?" And Red Bull. May or may not have overspent to make it happen, but they figured that fucking car out. <laughs> yeah, though no, they really figured it out, and Max really figured it out. I mean, he was light years ahead of anyone for most of the races. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, one by twenty, it was gaining a second a lap in those conditions was fucking insane. <clears throat> I do want to. I, was... I, I do want to get back to. Uh, unless you had something, I want to get back to Seb real quick. Oh, I was just comparing uh, Jim Clark's mustache to uh, 
Nigel Mansell's. Oh, who's got a better one? Tell me. Uh, I've, I've got them. Both, I did see. Both, I did see you off. typing for a second. You looked a little. <laughs> you looked like you were really intense. And something I had to pull. I had to pull the the talking away from you. You were really typing, <laughs> so I wanted to know what that was about. I'm glad it's, <laughs> that it's mustache related. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you haven't seen our faces yet on the pod, but I always gotta. Yeah, dude. Next aviator. next year we're gonna we're gonna break out the camera and we're gonna do some YouTube's. Uh, once we get in a studio, we're gonna get some YouTube's going, um, of lump some live coverage of us doing this podcast. I'm sure you guys want to see us. And honestly, I I think that's better coverage or better, uh, better content. I've watched a it's couple. It's more engaging. Podcasts. Yeah, I've watched a couple podcasts uh, live on YouTube, and man, is it fucking funny to see these guys' faces and to see their their real reactions when we're talking about stupid shit like this. But yeah, I had, so I had Nigel Mansell and uh, Graham Hill pulled up side by side. Yeah. And uh, when Nigel Mansell is wearing his OG golf hat, oh, I love that thing. <laughs> He wins, but without the hat, I'd say Graham's got him. Okay, all right. I like that. I like that. Co- I, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, what were we talking about? Um, so I wanted to. I wanted to say, dude, Seb, for he loves the Japanese Grand Prix, and the Japanese Grand Prix loves him. So they have a great relationship, and it must have been so brutal to see him spin on the first fucking corner, spinning in the first corner, dropping to P twenty. But our guy, my favorite driver, comes up and finishes P six, bro. Yeah, was that yeah, that, might, that might that might be his best finish of the season? Honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't looked this up, but that's got to be up there with with his best finish of the season for Aston Martin. Wow! So that was really cool to see. Um, but that pretty much. It pretty much sums up our coverage of the Japanese Grand Prix. I don't really have much else to, to go over. Um, congratulations, Max. I want to say that right now. Congratulations, Max, for stepping into Red Bull. That was a hell of a hell of a season. And honestly, you guys deserve it. Um, we'll talk about what our predictions are towards the end of this podcast. I want to kind of get into next year a little bit. But I got some I got some news, some hot takes. Um, this kind of change change segments a little bit here. I, I've got two more things to add on the race that are in my notes just quickly. Hit me, tube sock. Small things. One was uh, we briefly talked about Lando Norris, uh-huh. how he was setting purple sectors all throughout the middle of that, all through the middle of the race. Yeah. Well, his engineer came on and said, hey, hot take. We pit you now. You're going to come back at six places behind, but we think you have the pace to actually make up more positions. Did so they that. basically asked him, like, do you want to see if you can basically just battle through the center of the pack on newer tires? Yep. Because they trusted the speed that he was putting in. Yep. I did. And, see, I did notice that, bro. And he um, he basically said, like, no. He, Which I don't really blame him because like, it was it was just it was the smart call I think, but for the team to trust his judgment I think and to make that call in that situation after he made the wrong call in the rain the last time he had a chance to win, I think that shows oh. a ton of maturity from from Lando to to one make the call not to come in to battle the middle of the field battle especially the when they're saying like we have the data and we think it's faster if we yep. fit. Yep. Yeah. They exactly. They're like we changed to to new enters now. It looks the data shows that you will have the pace to run through the pack but honestly i think lando i don't know if lando knew but um 
Lewis was having trouble moving through the pack. He got stuck behind Ocon. Ocon was battling like a fucking savage. I mean, it was even though Lando had the pace, I think he knew that it was hard to pass in these conditions. Yeah, and it's hard to get close to someone because at certain points you can only see their rain lights. Exactly. I mean, the only time you can really see was in corners. So when you're trying to use, when you're trying to draft, use fucking all the all the skill and all the um, opportunity you have to make a pass to dive in, it's hard to stay right behind a car that you, when you can't fucking see. So yeah, that was basically all I had. Sweet, I like. I'll that. get to. I, uh, I, I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we talked about Lance. That was, dude. That was a very mature drive from him. Yeah. Now I think we should go into our driver of the day and Mazepin of the day, so we can get done with talking about this race. All right, I like that new segment. Drought. Who's? Do you have anything set? Let me think about this. Um, I know who my driver of the day I think is going to be. I know who my driver of the day is. I'm still thinking about my Mazepin of the day. All right, I got. Um, I'll give you my driver of the day first. Then. Okay. My driver of the day is Seb. Nice. I, I like that. Dude, going from going from twentieth and spinning on the first corner in a Grand Prix that honestly he's pretty much expressed as one of his favorites. He was genuinely sad to to not come here again, and that's uh that's a guy that he put his head down and he fucking drove his ass off to get to P six to show the crowd that he fucking loved it there and it wasn't just it wasn't just words. So my driver today is definitely Sebastian Vettel. Um. Do you have your driver of the day, my friend? I do have my driver of the day. Hit me. My driver of the day is the Red Bull pit crew. Oh, wow. That <clears> double <throat> stack. For the silkiest double stack. Double stack, dude. <laughs> in years, dude. You You're know me. Right. I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm a big pit lane guy. Yep. So you when love, I see you a double nitty, stack like that, I get you love it. up. Oh, <laughs> dude, I... I'm actually sh- I'm not shocked that you said that, but now that you bring it up, that is such a good one because that was one of the best double stacks I've seen in such a long fucking time. I'd say it was one of the running for one of the best ever. I think two years ago Mercedes had a really silky one. Yeah, I think um, Mercedes had a bad one today or after the race. They had a bad one during the race too. Russell Russell got fucking stopped behind it. He was pissed off. Oh basically, yeah, basically as usual, he had to slow down. It was like a half a second. And then he got released a little bit into into someone. So they had a they had a pretty rough looking double stack. And then fucking Red Bull, man, that was silky smooth. No, he was like Red Bull was like, nah, bro. Like we'll show we'll we'll show you how it's done. We got yeah. you. Like yeah, we'll demonstrate. Take, this is take your notes. Take a notepad out and fucking get ready, <laughs> boys, because this is how it's done. Yeah, it, it kind of sucked because I believe it was yeah George Russell kind of got hung up behind Hamilton, and I believe. Ocon had to like stop because of yeah Russell yeah he had, had to, to stop. yeah he, he got released he got released into George Russell slowing down to wait for his double stack <laughs> and that dude it was it was a rough one I'll just say that it was a rough double stack and dude so they they showed him what's up I liked that a lot wait how did that work if he could he wouldn't have gotten released because Mercedes garage is in the first garage so he uh, must have been coming in no so he was. Yeah, so he was in. So no, whoever was behind Mercedes got released into George Russell slowing. Like, cause they were like, whoever released him was like, yeah, George Russell's coming in right now. But George had to slow down so much because they fucked up the double stack that when he was released, George Russell was like fucking in front of him, and they had to wait for it. Oh wait, yeah, Mercedes is the first. Yeah, grade on the other side. Right. There so yeah, the so there was still there was a there was a car right behind him, and yeah. 
they and and freaking George Russell just had to sit there like in like a toddler and wait his turn. It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. So yeah, it was great. Love that driver day. Um, I know my Mazepin of the day. Who is your Mazepin of the day? It's gonna be Charles Leclerc, unfortunately. Yeesh. I mean, unfortunately, he had a great race, great battle. Um, but I can't, I, I can't really not give it to someone else. I mean, he, he fucked up when the one time he couldn't have fucked up. I mean. I don't think it wouldn't have made a difference in the grand scheme of things for the world championship, but he knew he couldn't have fucked up. Perez knew he didn't, he couldn't fuck up. Everybody knew that Leclerc was P2. Everything moves on. And I was due to Perez's unbelievable um, offense and keeping pressure on him for, for so long. And Leclerc, I'll give him a ton of credit right now. That was one of the best defenses I've seen in such a long time in those conditions being so close, but the defense didn't work at the end. So my Mazepin, I'm sorry, it's gonna be it's gonna be him. But I think I will put a little caveat into this. That motherfucker's gonna have way better of a year next year. It's gonna be gonna be way tighter next year. He's not gonna have the same season. Well we'll see. We'll see what what Ferrari does. Yeah. I have my Mazepin of the day. You ready? Give it to me. It is whoever at Sky Sports F1 is their charge of their rule analytics. You fucking killed this segment today. I mean, those are the two best. Those might be the best of the best of the year for this segment. <laughs> because whoever that motherfucker is, let Crofty be wrong for the entire Grand Prix. Dude, you don't have you have any idea how embarrassed Crofty must have been once they're like, yo, 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 yo you were fucking wrong. The whole time he's dude. like why the fuck did you tell me i was wrong dude, like, nobody fucking nobody said anything to me nobody like you motherfuckers <laughs> let me go on air for that fucking long bro <laughs> i cannot imagine how crofty felt oh buddy he's like nobody told me like <laughs> no yeah what was i supposed fucking supposed to do i'm not reading the goddamn fire rule book i'm fucking calling the race <laughs> and, you, and like, you guys you asshole you motherfuckers are just putting up a fucking uh, a screen with what I'm supposed to say, and you're putting up like, yeah, here's what, here's the rules that we interpreted. You talk about it now. Here you go, brother. And he <laughs> nailed it, but he was wrong. Holy shit, Nick! That's so yeah. It sick. was it was like, and that changed how a lot of us watched that race. Like a hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent points. As long as it finished, we all would have, you know, I would have been the, fuck. I would have drank six more Red Bulls. I was would have been right. ready to fucking fight somebody. Like, come on, <laughs> Sky Sports. You scumbags. <laughs> Whoever that is, park it. You're done. Give me the keys <laughs> to the fucking producing trailer. You're done. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. So that was probably the best segment we've done. The best Mazepin driver or driver in Mazepin. That was my favorite one. Holy shit. Let's get into some news real quick. Um, oh, we got a lot to talk about. So unfortunately... Looks like my one thing I got noted here, Daniel Ricardo is looking like he will not have a seat next year. Sad day. Yeah. I am sad. <laughs> that makes yeah, me that sad, Nick. He's one of your favorites, isn't he? Yeah, I fucking love Danny Rick. Such a good attitude, such a fucking fun guy. Always happy, even if he's not getting a fucking drive. I mean, love that guy. I don't think he's out of the sport. I don't think so. 
Uh, it's looking, looking like he's going to sign as Mercedes backup driver, question mark? Well, Mr. Uh, Ricardo. Yeah. I don't know if you've like heard anything on that. It does look like there's going to be an open position at Sky Sports F1. That's a fucking fact. <laughs> That's, so, someone absolutely got fired last night. They might have gotten <laughs> murdered. We don't know, but that guy's gone. And I'd love to see. I'd love to have Danny involved some in some capacity in the media. Oh, dude, he would be such a good voice in the tower, like calling races because he's got the knowledge, he's got the skill. But dude, he is so fucking funny. Every interview I've ever heard from him is so good. Sweat. This is real sweat. I'm a fucking athlete. I mean, that's the best. <laughs> I my as. Easily one of my favorite interviews in all of sports. Yeah, no, no, no. This is what, what. The fucking little turkey noise he makes. Unbelievable. I mean, that we got to get that guy in the booth ASAP. You were right, Nick. Get that guy up there. You know what's funny is his, his, uh, his like, uh, what do you call him? His like handler, the guy, that, that oh, person yeah. who's like her, huh? Dude, yeah, his, his manager or whatever. Yeah, who oh. like makes make sure he do, like doesn't look bad in front of the media. Her eye roll in that moment, I could feel. <laughs> you could see it from space. You can tell though, like, because you can tell, like, sometimes when she like put her hand on him, yeah, like, like trying to pull him back a little bit. Yep, yep, dude, and it's amazing, dude. She, yeah, she, she's got a tough job because that boy, he's got no filter. He will literally just go can off. Can you do us a favor? Me. Yes, I'll do us. I'll do a favor for you. What is that? For the people who may not have heard that interview, can we play it live on air for the fans? It's oh, like can, 20 seconds. I can probably do that. Yes, I can definitely do that. <laughs> It'll take me a second here to find it, but I mean, that is a, that is a worthy interview. Um, do you have any other news that you wanted to, to get into while I find this? Uh, no, you were kind of handling the news this week based on that one I had going on, so I'm kind of curious to hear. Uh... Let me see what I got for the next, uh, the, the next topic for the news. Um, we talked about the Gasly thing, getting 20 seconds. Um, Oh, we can talk about the FI real quick. We can talk about uh, the FI changing the date of the ruling from last Wednesday when we expected a safety car until tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Monday morning. It's going to be Monday the 10th that we get this. Well, I know that I think that that means, and I think I talked to you about this the other day when we did a little pre-pod meeting. I was like, I think that that means it's something bad. It, dude, I mean, I, I think the exact same thing. I think that these FIA directors, that they want to get this right. I think they figured something out and they're like, oh, fuck. We better yeah. get this right right now. Yeah. We need a little bit more time. We need a little bit more time to figure this out and make sure that we fucking nail this. Yeah. All right, buddy. I do have the, I do have the audio from my favorite interview of all time. All right, you ready for this, people? This is Daniel Ricardo, three years ago, run and when he it was, was Renault when he was driving for Renault, you're and right it was at that? Singapore because the, the, he was just got out of the car and he looked like death, like that. Uh huh. Yeah, huh? Here we go, buddy. <laughs> oh, fucking ad! Goddamn fucking ad! It's gonna be five seconds, people. I'm sorry. Fucking YouTube. All right. It's real sweat. I'm a high performance athlete. Athlete sweat, sweat baby. Sweat, sweat. <laughs> is that real life <laughs> is that a real fucking interview let me say it let me do it one more time because that's only 13 seconds listen to this people it says real sweat it's real sweat 
I'm a high performance athlete. Athletes sweat. Sweat, baby. Sweat, sweat. <laughs> even, the, even the interviewer just chuckled. He had nothing. He had fucking nothing for that for that response. One of my other favorite interviews from the McLaren house was uh, the next time, because I guess it's like most Formula One drivers don't sweat that much because they're in such good shape. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, Lando was coming out of the car and he was looking pretty sweaty. It was that one race that he, he got P2, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, they asked him, it was like, are you, if we ask you about your sweat, are you going to make like that Daniel de Ricardo noise? He like tried to do it <laughs> and he couldn't do it. And then, <laughs> and then after that, uh, Gasly came up and like it almost like a simultaneous, like came up during the interview and was like, Hey, why are you sweating? Bro? And he goes, I'm not sweating. It's champagne. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's a quote of the century. That's the, I mean, <laughs> epic quote. <laughs> Because he had just gotten a podium, Lando. Yeah, he just got a podium. He's, yes. Oh, my God. Bro. Dude. Dude, Lando and Daniel, those guys are the best. I'm really sad to not see them next year. But Well, oh we'll God. see Lando. But Yeah, we'll see. But that, that team together is one of my favorites. Yeah. Those guys are so goddamn funny together. Oh, my God. So that was – there's the funniest interview of all time for you people. Um. So back to the FI ruling. We really didn't get into that at all since I found the audio right away after that. So yeah, they've moved the um, the date of the ruling until October 10th. Uh, Low-key, cough, cough. That's my birthday. So fucking happy birthday to me. Getting one of the biggest rulings in Formula One history on my birthday. That's going to be fucking exciting. Uh, but yeah, they. I think they moved it because they needed more time. To make sure that they got this fucking right. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also don't think they wanted to announce it right before a Grand Prix. Yeah, right. And yeah, and that really gets into my little hot take, my tinfoil hat take, if you will. Break them out, motherfuckers, because here's why I think, honestly, here's why I think it happened. I think they stalled the ruling until they were certain that Max was able to secure the world title because they know they're going to take it from him. Oh. Yep. They know that the FIA F1 knows we're about to fucking screw this kid. Not for anything that he did, for for what his team did. We're about to fucking screw this kid, and we want to make sure that he already has another one in his hand before we take this one. So I can't wait until Monday. <laughs> I know it is going to be so fucking exciting, dude. It's good. So yeah, get ready for a safety car podcast this week. I am expecting a huge penalty. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to apologize to you. I think, I think you're right. I've changed my mind a little bit, changed my tune. I think there are going to be punishments. I think the punishments are also deserved. Um, and really? I think punishments are going to hit hard. I think I've, I've kind of gone back and forth about it. Um, I, but I think that I think the punishments are deserved. I've noticed every single driver, whether, whether or not they're involved in, in the current driver's championship or past drivers. Um, but everyone sees is like, there needs to be swift and direct punishment. If there have been any violations and 
And I think that's I think it's kind of fair at this point. I think even if they fucking overspent on sandwiches, like fucking Christian Horner in, like, sort of said, it, if it was on sandwiches, I did fuck that gives them an advantage on track, I guess. Like you're they giving your, sandwiches. If dude, if you're giving your team more food, like if they're happier, if the team's happier, shit. If anytime my boss brought in fucking food on a Saturday, I got a boner. I'm like, yes, let's fucking go to work today. You know, shit, if they're getting more food, if they're getting better, better food, better, like if they're just getting more money for their team, that can cause an advantage on track. And so I think I've changed my tune and I think penalties are deserved. And I think Max is going to fucking get one. I think he's going to get real screwed, bro. Yeah. Oof, buddy. Tomorrow's Monday. We'll know. Yeah, it's going out tomorrow. I also want to say I tweeted or I tweeted this out to another another um, Instagram page. I've gotten fooled by so many fucking things on Instagram and Twitter by saying breaking news. Max is getting the 21 taken away from him. Like I've seen so many goddamn tweets and fake tweets. I'm not going to know it's real tomorrow. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure we fact check. I do. I follow too many stupid meme accounts for F1 and too many <laughs> real accounts. And they're all screwing me. They're all fucking faking it to be the first one to just make a to make a reaction video out of me. And they're all going to screw. I tweeted. I'm like to these two girls. I'm like, I got fucking no clue. I'm going to be so screwed tomorrow. I'm not going to realize what's real and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, so thanks a lot, F1 fans, for making all these stupid meme accounts. <laughs> wow. Um. So that pretty much sums up the news. We got a whole bunch of news, I'm sure, coming in the next uh, in our safety car podcast. So if we do have an emergency in the F1 world, we're gonna bring out the safety car. Isn't that right, Nick? We're bringing out the safety car. So. Expect that. Get ready for it. It's not going to be, it's going to be like a formation pod. Probably it's probably going to be a short, get to the fucking point. Talk about our first, re- first uh, opinions, first reactions to anything that's going on. So we'll be ready for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We understand but, that you can sit around and listen to us for an hour during the week. Yeah. It's kind of tough. We, and we kind of go off the rails every once in a while, but we're always <laughs> going to bring it back right here to the village. A. So I got a question for you, bud. Yeah. For a lot, for me, for a lot of people that aren't, extreme diehards like you i know you're a little bit more into it than me i'm a little bit a little bit less but this is for a lot of the people that aren't real true diehards what's next we got four races left left in the season what's next for us what do we what do we look forward to what do we what are we watching for these next four races why why are we doing it because we already have world champion a lot of people are saying the season's over right no it's not i mean in the constructors title is how the points are or how the the award points and the award money is um distributed um so there's a lot to fight for especially for the middle of the pack teams because that award um going into the cap next year um can can really make or break some of the some of the upgrades they can make to the car or you know some of their people that they can maybe retain from last year so there's going to be a lot more to fight for and it's far from over everybody should still be watching till the very end because we have a lot of things to decide still a lot of drama still happen i think right right and i mean dude, my, our our fucking races our race sure as fuck isn't over with mclaren you know that they're in a are in a battle right now with alpine for for third and fourth yeah yeah and that's and that's a that's the place that most team like you know t- both of those teams third and fourth yeah and this is a huge so, moment for them we always talk about best of the rest right that is third 
and everyone, that is yeah, everyone always thinks if you ain't first, you're last, which is no. not really true in F1. So in F1, ever since the beginning of time and since the system was introduced, we've talked about the best of the rest. Because if you're not one of the top two teams, that third spot, kind of almost the award money is similar to the top two teams. Right. So best of the rest is what you're really fighting for. If you know you're not Mercedes, if you know you're not Red Bull, uh-huh. Um, so that third, fourth battle is absolutely crucial in determining how well or how easy your next season is going to be. Love that. So there you go, people. That's We still have a fuck ton to get ready for, to look forward to the next four races. And shit, dude, we only have like a couple, like uh, not even a, two months, the off season, right? The off season is very short for us. Yeah, we, have, so, we roll right into testing. Yeah, so we're we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to keep the, the Village A rolling. We're going to keep the fans fans happy and keep this thing going throughout so this season is not over if you're listening to this it is not over we have a fuck ton more to get to um and that brings us to the next race is going to be october 23rd i believe and yes, sir. it's gonna be a big one for you isn't it it's gonna be a big one for me let's go that's my have i announced it to the pod yet you have not so uh your boy just moved to austin Let's go. We got one. We got one of our guys right at the GP, right so, in the town. So I'm actually not in Austin. I'm in San Marcos, which is um, the next town, the next big town down the road. Yeah. So I don't um, live in Denver. I live in Boulder, but fuck close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's but, uh, sick. Got a job yeah, out there. Um, got a job flying some some paper airplanes. Yeah, we're flying some paper airplanes for sure. Let's go, um, dude. I'm happy. Uh, St. Marcus sick. Regional. That's going to be sick. Um, and, yeah, I'm hopefully going to – maybe I'm going to try and see. It's really – it's tough to do because uh, um, COTA is actually right in uh, Austin International's airspace. It's going to be Circuit of the Americas. That's where the F1 Grand Prix is for the people that don't know. COTA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was going to maybe see if tomorrow when I go fly – Cause I'm just doing a, a, basically a proficiency flight for, you know, making sure I'm up to date because I haven't been flying uh, in a while. I'm going to see if they can give me some low orbits over the track so That's... I can get some overhead shots for you guys. Dude, how sick will that be? If you can fly over Coda tomorrow, man, oh man, will I get hard for that, Nick? Yeah. Be sick. So yeah, we have a ton. We have a ton, uh, ton to get to for the Austin Grand Prix. Um, Max won it last year. Um, he's probably going to win it again this year. Um, but I'm real. That's one thing we're real excited for this one. This is it's going to be actually a good time for us. We said last night was good, but this one is going to be a 1 p.m. race, brother. This is midday, mid-football day. I'm going to be able to flip back and forth between fucking Broncos, fucking Avalanche, fucking F1. And everything's one. back, baby. We're here. Sir. Yeah, I'm going to tell my boss I absolutely cannot make it on Sunday. Yeah, luckily, I, I have this timed out again. I nailed this one. I will have this weekend or next. I have to work this next weekend, but I will have the weekend of the Grand Prix off. So both your boys are hopefully going to be watching this one live. We're going to have real good takes on this one. And a 1 p.m. race means we can do a 3 p.m. podcast right after this fucker is over. Isn't that right? Yep. So we're going to get a podcast out right after this next one, Sunday night. For all you fuckers to listen to, and that one is gonna be real good because we're gonna have, I guarantee guarantee you, neither of us are gonna be sober, and we've gonna we're gonna have a couple soda pops between 
uh, between the start of the Grand Prix and when we record the podcast. So get ready for a fiery one from your boys. <laughs> I may not be able to make the race live. I am asking for donations if anyone is helpful. <laughs> Um, I did just start working and I'm just paying for the move and it just, it fell. I wish, I wish I would have moved here a month earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Like fire this one. I get the move going. It's, yeah. You're, you're going to have a busy fucking couple weeks. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I could guarantee that I'll be able to make the race in person. That way I could at least get some, some, you know, live content on the story. Maybe see if I can get into the, see what places I can sneak into and maybe get a quick interview with someone. I mean, that's, that's the goal, honestly. I mean, if we're not doing it this year, you know, we're going to do it next year. Like, even if I can get like, it would be like an engineer or someone like, any kind of any person wearing any uniform, we're getting, them. <laughs> we're yeah, going to get somebody like, Hey, give us a shout out village. A podcast. <laughs> we're going to get somebody we can, we can almost guarantee that if we go to a race, we will get someone cool for you guys. We'll get some kind of, if it, if it's not even, if it's just an F1 person, just someone involved in the Grand Prix, could be a fucking marshal. We'll get them. <laughs> we'll get a marshal. Yeah, we go around. <laughs> I'm going to be harassing everybody if I can get in. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be fun. Get ready. Keep looking forward to that one. I'm excited because it's just a, it's another USA Grand Prix. We're obviously hyped about that one. <clears throat> yeah, we're really po- pumped. I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to be on Sunday morning, and I'm going to drive up there even if I don't have a ticket. And just get on like Seat Geek. Yeah, just see the vibes. And dude, I guarantee for like FP1, FP2, you can find a seat. You can find a ticket on Seat Geek. Yeah, I think, yeah, especially like the morning of FP1, like someone would be like, fuck, dude, like I'm too hungover to go to FP1, like throw my ticket on Seat Geek for 25 bucks. You exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. And any kind of, I mean, that's just going to be, if you get on, I'm going to be so fucking jealous. I won't even, you wouldn't even believe it. I'll be, you're going to send me a Snapchat. It's like seven in the morning one day while I'm fucking mowing a grass. A fucking fairway, and you're gonna be like, guess where I am, and I'm gonna freak out on you. <laughs> you're just gonna see me like sitting on a hill in here. I, I know you're gonna be sitting. You know what? I know where you're gonna be sitting. I know where you're gonna be sitting in the village, motherfucking A. <laughs> I'll probably be like on some hill somewhere. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you will be. We're gonna be sitting in village A with the people where we belong. You're gonna see me. It's just gonna be me sitting on like a beach, like a Broncos beach towel. Yep, yep, that checks out. <laughs> just sitting next to one of these by myself. What do we got here? What do we got here? That's going to be a fresh soda pop. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking responsible Miller Lite. I love it. (laughs) I'm just going to have a whole 30 rack sitting next to me by myself. I did. How else else would, how else would we watch a USA Texas Grand Prix? I mean, that's the most Texas way to do it. uh, Yeah. Guaranteed. So we got a ton of stuff still. This season's gonna get good. Still, it's still we. I guarantee we're gonna have some more drama that goes in, right? Oh yeah, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts for the very wire. I mean, even at a, even at a, what is it? Jesus Christ, my brain doesn't work today. <laughs> it's okay. You're fucking. You're just blinking away. Like, oh, I got nothing. You, your brain just <laughs> melted out of your ears. <laughs> yeah, it's like my brain is like, dude, you're already pushing it. <laughs> Oh, brother, I think we fucking ripped this pot apart. I think we had a ton of really, really high-quality content for the people. I think they are going to understand what just happened a little bit more. Um, And shit, we're going to – hopefully, hopefully we're going to be recording tomorrow too. So if people didn't get enough tonight, fucking hit us up tomorrow and we'll be here. Yeah, I mean, we still need to make our predictions. We still got a few more closing thoughts. Yes, sir. So I want to make predictions for – 
some quick predictions for uh for the US Grand Prix this week. And then I just want to I wanna set it straight now. I want to set our allegiances for next year. Yeah. Set our allegiances for next year. Set our allegiances. Tell me who who you're gonna be pulling for the whole season next year. I don't want anyone flip flopping on us. I want I want everyone on the pod that's listening, I want them to know who who we got, who each of us have, um, who we're pulling for next year. So let's start with USA. Uh, Max is going to win. Um, I think, I mean, he's been driving so good. I think he's going to, I think he wants to prove a point as well. I don't think with the way this kind of ended is again, a little, not controversy like last year, but in a weird, that was fucking weird way. Like didn't the points didn't work out and like not a lot of people knew it. I think he's going to go out, dominate, and fucking be like, yeah, I fucking won this thing. Prove it. And that's how he's going to go. Um, I think, oof, I don't really know about podiums, though. Um, I think it's a real toss-up between Leclerc and Perez for second. And I think, I think it's going to be Mercedes in third. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Lewis. I think he's starting to figure it out. And the dry, at least. Um, I'm a, I'm excited. Once we after, after seeing him kind of figured out in the dry, I'm excited to see a full race. I know we're gonna have great weather in Austin. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he can do a full, full Grand Prix, how it's supposed to be run in the dry with the car that he sort of figured out now. So I think it's gonna be Max one. I'm gonna say Checo two, and Lewis Hamilton three. And I will say to you that uh that track, um, I'm fortunate enough been able to go there in person. Uh-huh. obviously hopefully a lot more times and with the mercedes porpoising issues i will say that track that that surface is smoother than stripper titties bro yahtzee that shit like that that mercedes can't porpoise there yeah, unless you I hit mean. a curb <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i think i think they're gonna have i think this is gonna be the race that they're like fuck yeah we finally got this car dialed like let's fucking go four races three less races to go like let's set ourselves up for a great next season. I think that's. How I worry about it's it's straight line speed in some of those straights. But... That's why I'm a little ner- That's why I'm a little worried about Ferrari. Ferrari's always got great great straight line speed, so they might he might be right there with Checo. He might he might ruin my podium prediction, but I'm sticking with it. Well, we're never right anyway. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> those are mine. I'm sticking with it. Who do you who do you got? Uh, I think I, we got the same podium pretty much. Charles, I think actually it's going to be Charles, uh, or sorry, Max obviously is going to win. Yep. Um, then Charles and Checo, I think. Charles and Checo, I like it. Okay. So I, 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 I see, I see Mercedes straight line speed being a little bit too much of an issue at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, they but, have what? They have three DRS zones at Coda? Three DRS zones. Yeah, that's going to be a spike. That's going to be a hot track. So that's a very, very good point. But so the actual, so the, the other part of Coda is after the first corner, you go down the hill. It's a beautiful, a beautiful transition over that hill because as you crest it, you see the whole skyline of downtown Austin. Okay. And then you go down into like a high speed flowy corner that is actually a direct replica of Maggots and Beckett's in Silverstone. Oh, that's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, and so that's the other part of the track. So, like, whoever does good at Silverstone usually tends to Max, also have good performance Lewis, at Lewis, Austin. Lewis does love him some Silverstone. Yeah, and I, I like believe... my picks. I like my picks actually. I, I think I'm sticking with them. I like them a lot. 
Yeah, Am I going to put money on it? Good. Probably. Am I going to lose that money? Probably. Is that all of our betting section today? Is I'm going to put money on my podium and we're probably going to get it wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, that was a lie. I'm probably not going to bet on it. I've lost a little bit of money this season. I told myself, yeah, I'm take, I I told myself I'm taking a break until uh, hockey season starts. I only got one more weekend, um, but I won a lot of money on hockey last year. I fucking, I don't know a goddamn thing about the NFL. Uh, I know a ton about Formula One, but I don't know a damn thing about betting Formula One, apparently. That's just frustrating beyond belief. So I'm sticking with betting hockey for, <laughs> for you. But we're still going to talk about betting stuff every once in a while. So we're, we're not losing that segment because I'm sure you people love hearing me be the worst sports better of 2022. <laughs> I'm sure that's very entertaining for most people that is that are not me. Yeah, especially when we run a sports betting page. It's true, baby. Mile high parlay. Yeah. You know um, so what was our next predictions little... for next year? I want to set some alliances. I know all the people know that we're McLaren guys, but who do we think is going to win it next year? Like who am I supporting as always is going to be Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton. Yep. So I think that's, uh, I think, I don't think you're really going to change. So I think, are you going to say that Lewis is going to have some competition, some actual competitiveness and some competitive juices flow next year and, I think I think Lewis could get another championship next year. I love hearing that, dude. I think they're going to figure this Mercedes out. Yeah. Mercedes never will back down. Yep. And There's Toto no is, this offseason, they're going to go so fucking hard on that thing. I think they've actually. I have I have a, a hot take. Ooh. I think that they've literally just kind of because if you notice, like the Mercedes hasn't really changed that much. Like, yeah, they're trying to fuck with the porpoising, but they're not really improving it. Right. Right. I think they are going fucking ball. Oh. Yeah, I got, I got a battery over here. Don't worry. Keep it. Keep keep flowing. You're good. You're good. You're doing good. I got a battery uh, over here. <laughs> um, I think that since you know, I feel like a lot of the Mercedes production has paused. That they're going to uh, that right now. Ever since they decided, okay, we're kind of out of the reach for the championship. That they've been just spending all of their money developing next year's car. They're not spending that money on sandwiches. They might be spitting it on wiener schnitzel. But... <laughs> some some pretzel, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> I like that, dude. That's a so you, yeah, I I honestly think you're right. I think there's no way Max is gonna run away with this thing again next year. Um who I think is gonna be in competition though. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be First, I think it's going to be Checo. I think Checo is going to give him a fucking fight next year. I think it's going to be more of a one, not going to be a number one overall. I think it's going to be a one-two punch the whole time. So it's going to be more of a battle. I mean, it was way closer of a battle than I thought this year. And I think Leclerc is going to, I think Ferrari is going to figure their car out. So I'm going to be pulling for Leclerc. I'm going to set my allegiance to Leclerc and back to McLaren. Me and you are both McLaren all the way. So we're sticking to our, sticking to our roots, but I'm sticking with, I'm going with Charles, and you're going to go with Lewis for who we're pulling for next year. Are Are you going to be my thorn in the side, fucking Ferrari fan for the rest? Of the- <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know if I'm going to go that hard on being a Ferrari fan. I'm still a McLaren diehard. They're still my boys, <laughs> but I just think, sporting wise, I think that Charles is going to. He's going to be right there the whole fucking time. It's going to be much more of a punt back and forth punching battle. Uh, more of a match play for golf reference, uh, if you will. Um, back and forth, one back, one like one to here, one to there. So I think it's gonna be much more competitive for that team. Um, I don't think Ferrari. I think it's just like Mercedes. I don't think Ferrari 
F1 Ferrari, Scuderia Ferrari is going to back down from a damn thing. They're going to be pissed off that they didn't, that the season didn't go their way, especially the way it started. So I think that's going to be who's going to be the thorn in Max's side. Possibly your side too, which will be just an added bonus for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ferrari doesn't think they need to change, um, you know, anything with their strategy. Sure, that could be but that could be was, a huge problem. That could be a huge Ferrari, problem. Ferrari may also is known to kind of like sometimes change the one thing that works. <laughs> they do. They're very <laughs> they're a very traditional, stuck in their fucking ways team. So they don't think they're ever fucking wrong. And if they do think they're wrong, they're usually gonna change the wrong fucking thing. So yeah, you're very right. I, I, I feel like they're gonna go, this is what's gonna happen. It's gonna be the Ferrari factory this summer or yeah. this offseason. And they're gonna be like, we need to change the car. <laughs> And, the, and everyone's going to be like, no, we had the, literally the fastest car last year. Yeah. We, and Mattia would be like, I don't want to hear it. Change the car. <laughs> change, change what about the car, Mattia? Change the car. Change the car. Just figure it out. Change it. And don't just paint it yellow this time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, yeah. So, those are – so, for the people know, uh, that's who we're going to be pulling for. Obviously, if, when McLaren figures their stuff out and they're competing, competing for a world title – we're both going to be just die hard, screw everyone else for that. But until that moment, uh, I think it's going to be a battle with Ferrari next year, more than people think and more than what it was this year. Awesome. Um, anything else? Um, do we got anything else to get for? I think we're pretty solid, ready for, uh, ready for a safety car. I think we went through the Japanese Grand Prix actually very well this time. I don't think we really – Got off, too off topic too much. I think we kind of held it together for uh, for our world championship uh, recap. Yeah, absolutely. I think we did a good job. So, all but right. You tell it. us how we did. So, yeah, yeah, send us some messages. Um, you guys know the deal at this point. Hit us Wait, up do on. we have any fan questions? Um, we have one. Um, but I think we're gonna save it till after the safety car. Um, for during the safety car potentially because it's gonna have something to do with that. So we only all got right. one. We only got one question this weekend. I'm assuming after we drop this uh, this pod. People are really going to react good to it. Um, so hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Village A Podcast. Um, we're going to be on there. We're going to post our post our promotions for this podcast on those guys. Hit us up on your on email. Email us all your questions. Uh, it's going to be at the village dot or the village a dot pod at gmail.com. So email us all your questions out there and on Facebook as well. Um, send us any messages there. And that's going to be it for me. Um, you got anything? Any last any last thoughts? Yeah, just make sure that uh, you guys uh, get Sean's Venmo. That way you can send him donations. So that way he can afford to subscribe to uh, George Russell's OnlyFans. Yep, we're, I'm already there, so we're good. We're good on that. <laughs> All right, people. So hit us up. We'll see you next time. And that's going to be it from the Village A. See you. Yep, thanks for listening. See you. Ja, ja, ra. <laughs> <laughs> <I did. laughs>